Welcome, everybody, to another edition of the River Avenue Blues Podcast. I'm Joe Polakowski, joined by Jay Gordon. And we're sitting here twiddling our thumbs right now, Jay, because there is nothing going on. In fact, the only thing that's gone on this entire year was today, we're recording on Wednesday, was a muck-up of a Garrett Cole rumor. It's been pretty boring, i got to be honest with you. And it's actually one of the reasons why uh, we're going to keep this kind of short for this particular podcast. Uh, there's really nothing going on. Nobody seems to want to sign any free agents. And most of the teams have seemed to stop trading. So I'm not really sure what's going on with this free agency. It seems to be very, very stunted. Nobody seems to be uh, wanting to make that first move. So uh, I guess they're not going to. Yeah, so we're well, kind of in a holding pattern. We are. Now, we got to, there were a couple theories that people, I mean, again, we're at a point where a rumor gone bad is the most exciting thing that's happened in weeks. But there were a couple theories bandied about, uh, you know, that have tried to address why things are moving so slowly. You know, why beyond the obvious of, you know, two or three of the biggest teams in baseball trying to get below the, the new luxury tax threshold. Yeah, well, the free agencies, uh, free agency for 2019 is far more uh, attractive yeah. than 2018, and it's not surprising that the Dodgers and Yankees don't want to go over their 197 or whatever the number that they have right now. Mm-hmm. For uh, it, it just makes sense, uh, but it's not fun for us. No, it's not. But someone had brought up, I think it was at Fangraph. Someone had brought up the idea that you know there's this creation of super teams almost they're they're saying you know like it's it's a big thing in the nba you know the super team you have you know four or five you know three four or five guys who can really run the court and it really kind of unbalances the competition across the league the the idea being that the yankees the astros the dodgers you know you can you can actually name the the four teams that went to the championship series as being these kind of top heavy dominant teams that are going to have a you know disproportional effect on the league and why would a team like, say, the Blue Jays go and try to spend money on players this year when the chances of, the, of them competing are so much less because you have the Yankees and the Red Sox atop the division and trying to kind of horn in on that is going to be really difficult. And I thought the kind of interesting corollary to that was what CC about. Oh, this is actually a great tie in with our interview coming up. Uh, <laughs> Because on the R2C2 podcast with Ryan Rucco and CeCe Sabathia, uh, CeCe had talked about how he wouldn't sign. He didn't want to sign with the Blue Jays. He didn't want to go, uh, you know, come into Yankee Stadium and face the Yankees. He wanted to be on the Yankees. Because he didn't want to have to pitch in that little ass stadium, as he said. (laughs) Yeah. uh, And so as a teaser, we have an interview with Ryan Rucco coming up. So uh, that I just thought it all kind of tied together that. I don't think that's the reason that teams aren't signing players right now. There's obviously a, many factors working into it, but it's it's certainly one consideration why a team, you know, like the Blue Jays, you know, maybe such as the Brewers where they're sitting on like the brink of contention, why they mm-hmm. might not want to call this their year, um, especially considering the free agent class of going and spending money. I also think there's a, a small amount of wading through the uh... – the, the amount of arbitration kind of deals to get done also. I think the certain teams want to see where their payroll really is going yeah. to land. Mm-hmm. So there's some arbitration eligible players that I think that are going to get taken care of before some teams really start to make moves. Yep, yeah, and there's also trades. If you have a Manny Machado, you have a Garrett Cole on the trade market, 
you might want to see where those guys, you know, you as a team who might be interested in adding a player, you even if you're not in on them, you might want to see where they land, which changes the you know changes the whole offseason landscape. Or you may want to see what their number is in arbitration before you actually make a deal for a Manny Machado or a Garrett Cole, because then you have a fixed cost. You know what you're getting for 2018, what you're spending, and then you can make your uh, your other adjustments based on that. So anyway, we've uh, kind of touched on the nothing that's been going on, and uh, it's it's been a whole lot of nothing. So because of that, we've uh, we started thinking about what we can do for y'all, and uh, there weren't really many questions this week, so uh, we didn't really have anything to kind of present as far as questions and answers. So this week, we decided we want to interview someone, and uh, I've been listening to podcasts a lot lately, and one of the podcasts I really dig is R2C2 with Ryan Rucco and CC Sabathia. I sent a note to Ryan a couple days ago, asked him if he'd mind coming on the podcast, and He's a really friendly and nice guy. He said, absolutely, love what you all do. So we're going to go ahead and give you that interview, and then uh, we're going to be done with you for this week. Uh, we'll probably catch you next week when uh, maybe there's something to talk about. And if there's not, if, if there's not, we'll just take a whole boatload of questions for the show. Absolutely. Uh, so if you're listening, uh, make sure you go and send us an email. That's riveratblues at gmail.com. And Joe, do you know the, the, the hotline number? It is 716-393-5330, and we will throw that into the post. Uh, as I do when I leave voicemails, I'll say it again, 716-393-5330. Awesome. All right, everybody, uh, enjoy the interview, and we'll catch you next time. This is Jay. And Joe. See ya. Hey, this is Jay, and we're back uh with us today, we got a guest. We've got Ryan Rucco. He is of the Yes Network and the Players Tribune. Thanks for joining us, Ryan. Happy to be with you guys, man. Always love River Ave Blues, so thank you guys for having me on. Nah, no problem. So obviously, it's been a really boring off season since the uh, news has kind of come around with Giancarlo Stanton, and since, and we, we kind of have waited back as uh, as Yankee fans here and have really I think lived vicariously uh recently through yourself and CC Sabathia in your podcast for the Players Tribune. <laughs> I'm glad uh I'm glad that that we can provide that, right? A, a, a little something to do in the off season that's otherwise been been quiet, but uh I know you know what's funny like people were saying to us like oh you're going to do it in the off season or oh I can't wait for spring training for you to start back up we're like Oh heck yeah, we're doing it in the off season. It's a heck of a lot easier to coordinate um, in the off season than it is in season. Even though I do a lot of NBA games for the S Network and for ESPN, CC's if he's not you know on safari in Africa, he's just here. Right? He's like <laughs> itching to he he's itching to record. So um, yeah, so yeah, I'm I'm glad we're able to provide some content. Awesome. So. Uh... What's your time been like at Yes? You started uh, – where did you really get your uh, your start there at uh, the network? Well, so um, I uh, I started at Yes as uh, as an intern when I was 19 years old. Um, it was a summer program. I was at Fordham, uh, and, like, my whole mentality was always just like – and my dad really instilled this in me – was just like, you know, work your tail off. And like and and just constantly ask people if you can help with any tasks and uh, and whatever it is, just be great at that. So if it's 
you know, if it's going to get coffee, then be the best at that. If it's, you know, transcribing tape, as I did a lot of that summer, then it's like dominating that. If it's running an errand, doing that as efficiently and best as possible. And, um, and kind of my philosophy is if you, you know, whatever tasks you have, if you do them well, then eventually people will become like interested in you and then maybe invested in you. And, and, uh, and I ended up, uh, building some great relationships there just as an intern, including, um, uh, relationship with, uh, Ashley Fugazi and Jared Boschnack, who are still there. And mm. when, when there was a need for a statistician the next year, uh, for about half the Yankees home games, they had, um, thought of me just based on what they saw from me as an intern and asked me if I wanted to do it. And I was like, Oh hell yeah, I'll do that. Um, and, uh, and I, you know, I'd never done stats before, but, um, I kind of like, uh, just, you know, knew that with my knowledge of the game, I'd find a way. And so I was in the booth um, at, at 20. Then uh, when I was a junior in uh, college, uh, doing stats for uh, for Michael Kay and for the guys. Um, and uh, and it, a half a season turned into a full season, uh, the final year at the old stadium, uh, because Michael just loved the work and, and I loved the gig. And so I ended up doing that for... Uh, about four or five seasons, and and, um, and eventually I ended up hosting uh, the scoreboard stuff at the new stadium. Then I was doing stuff at ESPN Radio. So yes, had gotten to know me through my stats, saw me doing the other stuff, and was like, oh, we should give you a shot with some of our on-air stuff. So they gave me a couple Fordham basketball games, and then that became a random net game, and then eventually that blossomed into the Nets gig and the Yankees gig. So. It was a, it was an organic uh, growth that I'm very grateful for. That's really cool. You know, I've known a lot of people that have had an opportunity to do what they love, and it sounds like you're one of those people that, you know, loves baseball. Just listening to you uh, talk about the game, uh, either when you were doing radio or uh, things like that, just you seem to love baseball, and it's always really fun to hear other fans who are actually involved in the broadcasting part. Because I think that there's a, a feeling that some people are very mechanical in how they uh, they they think about the game, and it's kind of fun to know that you know we, we've got another fan kind of yeah yeah I I appreciate that man I appreciate that very much and I do man I love the game like when I was 13 years old uh, on my my baseball team if my coaches for some reason couldn't show up or were going to be late. I, I was the one who would be the uh, who, who would be the, the coach that day. Um, so, like, it, you know, if, it, if you know, sometimes, like, you know, whatever, coaches are running in from work or whatever, and they're going to get to the game a little bit late, whenever that would happen. Even as, like, a 13, 14-year-old, my coaches would have me coach the team until they got there because I always was, you know, a student of the game, and I just always loved baseball. So to get to do, um, you know, to get to be involved with what you love is definitely amazing. And I am that way. And, you know, I also I grew up a diehard Yankees fan. So I know everything about this organization. And I've always been fascinated by the history. And I've always felt, you know, a connection to, uh, to you know, the Yankees' place in sports lore and in this city's, like, heartbeat. Because and, and it was always part of my own, uh, my own interests and my own entertainment. So it's, it's kind of surreal to get to now be a part of uh of that broadcast team as consistently as i've been able to it's it's definitely cool stuff it's something i totally don't take for granted and it's fun to watch it is fun to watch you. i'll, I'll say you. that 
Well, you know, uh, I I got a chance this past uh, this past uh, summer to just talk to to David Cohen for about maybe five minutes, and every time I, I've ever had that opportunity, I always figure, you know what, I couldn't imagine being able to have that opportunity to sit in the booth with him for a few hours and just talk about baseball. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, I know it's orchestrated and it's part of the job and it's broadcast, but I guess as a fan of the game, it seems like it would be a really cool thing. It, it is a really cool thing, and it's something I, I I always look forward to. In fact, it's my favorite part of the job is getting access to these guys and building relationships with them and hearing their stories and getting to talk about the game. And, and it was what I loved about doing stats, too, because I was in the booth with the guys. So, you know, David and Paul and John and Ken and Michael have all and Al, they've all known me since I was 20 years old, and we've built relationships for a long time. And that's what I used to do. Like, I was in the booth talking baseball with them then. Now I'm in the booth getting to talk baseball with them on air. And it's it's incredible. I mean, David and I just sitting on the plane together last year, coming back from the Seattle series we did, just getting to talk baseball with him there and the stories. And the, uh, you know, I mean, obviously David is brilliant. And he also has an open mind to everything analytical, as well as also knowing how to immerse and incorporate what would be deemed as old school uh, evaluative tactics and 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 uh, and stories and whatnot. I think he really knows how to marry everything together. So to get to be in his presence and pick his brain, it's amazing. Especially guys like you know, I grew up watching David Cohn, rooting for him. You know, so to get to have those conversations is incredible. And and from everybody, like you learn something from everybody, and that to me, like feeling a part of that community and hearing those, those stories and. And being respected by those people and having those conversations is my favorite part of the gig. Yeah, I, I get once in a while the the idea that you know, I if I was put in that position that you're in as a fan, I don't know if I would be able to temper you know the fan side of me. <laughs> not uh, not necessarily go ah, you know, but <laughs> to just be kind of enamored with the fact well, that the accomplishments that some of these people have made. It's, yeah, it's I know very hard mean. that this is yeah. It, but but you know what ends up happening? You you care more about doing a good job than you do anything else, right? Like so, it's why um, you know you're always going to service the moment properly, um, regardless of you know what feelings you might have inside. Like as 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 desperately as you know, I may want the Yankees to win in a moment. Nothing. It's not even close to how badly I want to broadcast well. So oh, if absolutely uh, if a, understand, you know what I mean? So if it's like if a moment, you know, if a big moment from an opposing team requires energy or enthusiasm for me, um, even though it's not going to be as much as it would be for a Yankee moment, because it's a Yankees telecast, I'm still going to be able to and have to deliver that, even if it's not necessarily what I'd want to happen um, in that moment, because above all other feelings is the the drive to put on a, uh, you know, a great broadcast and a professional broadcast. So you just kind of you find your spots. But when you can have both things happen, when there's big Yankee moments and you get to like sure. really get excited about them, that's always very fun. Absolutely. So I, I wanted to start wrapping up because it's uh, your your day off. Obviously, I, I don't uh, think no the problem. Are, the Nets are playing tonight, and um, if I'm right, uh, obviously there's no baseball at the moment. But uh, I wanted to just kind of talk about, you know, we mentioned it earlier in the interview. Um, you've been doing a, a 
uh, podcast for the Players Tribune with CC Sabathia, and um, I have to say that one of the really great parts about it is I, I feel like you two both kind of have a a real figure on what's interesting and cool for people who are kind of tapped into pop culture, like seeing Action Bronson on there, and you know, <laughs> and then also hearing A Rod and him talking, you know, real. It, it's it's really uh, a breath of fresh air from athletes. Uh, so I just was curious, how, how did this kind of come together? Thank you. Um, that is definitely the goal. That's the aim of it, without question. Um, so Cece and I, we sort of developed a natural chemistry and relationship. Um, just from me being in the clubhouse since he came in 09, me and him mm-hmm. clicked bonding over. We would talk um, basketball all the time, honestly. Um, and because uh, Cece was a big basketball fan. And then we... We ended up talking all sports all the time, the two of us. And, and then he would listen to my radio show sometimes on ESPN radio. And, and then like our relationship just kind of grew from there. We have a lot of similar friends now, uh, shout out to Matt Siegel and Matt Nimer. Um, so we, uh, we, we ended up with, uh, with kind of similar circles in some ways and, and, uh, just developing our own relationship. And we used to then kind of joke about like, you know, we got to do a show together someday. And, um, you know, but I didn't know when that day would come. And, and I, I, I thought it'd probably be, you know, after he was done playing, if ever. And then podcasts started to grow more and more. And last mm-hmm. spring training or just before spring training, it was February. CC reached out to me and he said, you know, bro, let's do this podcast. Let's do it now. And I was <laughs> like, yeah, you're serious about it? He's like, yeah. So we had a phone call last spring training. And I was like, look, if we do this. Like, here's what here's what I'd want out of it. And he was like, well, here's what I want out of it. And our ideas were the same because, you know, one of the struggles I found um, in doing a daily talk show is it's really hard to not make mountains out of molehills just because you're asked to generate content every single day. And there's already this paradigm that's been created where you're to believe that controversy and negativity somehow equates to greater interest and entertainment. And that may Uh, be true. The news cycle. The news cycle. It it may be true or it may not, but what I found was it was no longer serving my ultimate goals of play-by-play. So while I enjoyed connecting with the audience, I didn't like kind of being in that salacious world anymore. And that was why why I kind of got away from hosting the daily radio shows. But so what was cool about this is Cece and I wanted to make it more about just like having fun, being entertaining, make it pop. Shit you like. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I get exactly. That's, that's what's fun for me. Yeah. That's, that's one of the things storytelling. you know? Yeah, exactly. That stuff. And so once we got on the same page about that, we were like, all right, what platform could, uh, could, could, you know, provide us with that. And, uh, we thought players tribune was the right one because they're kind of in the same, um, sort of, you know, mold when it comes to, the content they want to disseminate. And so CC had a conversation with, uh, with Jeter. And, um, mm-hmm. and then, uh, I, me and CC both talked with Sadie Zillow, uh, who, uh, works at, uh, players tribune. And, and we, we had some meetings with them and they were like, all right, you guys got chemistry. Let's do it. And then by July we were up and running and it's been fun. Like we, it really has, we have a blast doing it. Like we, it sounds we like record it. more, not less. Like we really enjoy it. Yeah, I, I listen to some podcasts and, you know, uh, I, I I have to say there's very few that I will just stick with. And 
since I started listening to y'all, I, I, I stick with it, and it's fun. So Thank anyway, you, Ryan, uh, thanks a lot for uh, giving us a few minutes today, and um, we'll look forward to uh, hearing more of the podcast. And obviously, you've got tons of more basketball games to call this season, and, uh, and obviously we'll probably hear a ton of you during the spring, during games, right? Yeah, for sure. Uh, we don't have our schedules yet, but uh, definitely we'll be back as part of uh, the Yankee broadcasts, uh, doing you know some play-by-play and and some studio stuff as well as filling in for Meredith too. So I get to do a little bit of every role, which is which is always fun, man. It's always fun to be a part of, and and uh, I appreciate you guys having me on. Happy to do it. Thanks again a lot. Time. And and I, and I will continue reading you guys' excellent work at. Uh, at River Ave. I really, uh, I'm, I think Yankees fans are well serviced by what you guys do. So thank you for your good work. We'll appreciate that. And uh, thanks everybody for listening. And uh, we'll, we'll take it out from here. Thanks a lot.